Hello and welcome to the Nicely Does It podcast, a show that explores the modern topics in society with me, Risco Nicely. In today's episode, we'll be talking about Chelsea and the recent downfall <sighs> with our Chelsea expert, which is Pete. Hello. Hello. How's it going? All good. Glad to be here. Yep. Glad to be back in London. Ready to discuss the trusting the process? Oh yeah, the, the, the process is really working at the moment. So. <laughs> no, loving it. So, no, happy to chat. So make sure to listen in the whole way to be discussing from the new owners to the Potter and all the summer transfers coming in and out. So trust in the process. How are we going to start with this? Let's dive into Bowley. Bowley and the consortium. Todd Bowley. Todd Bowley. And what's the other guy's name? I can't even remember. Egg, <laughs> Egg Barley? Oh, God. That, that's his name, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. So anyway, I don't know the first name. So... So what did you think going in, you know, Bowley buys Chelsea? What did you initially think? Was you positive? Was you negative? <sighs> to be honest, because I don't know much, if anything, about mm -hmm. American sports. You know, my, my knowledge of American sports is pretty limited. You know, it sort of ranges from those late nights when you've had one too many or something <laughs> to smoke and you're two in the morning it's channel five and it's baseball and you're kind of just watching it mm -hmm. for the sake of watching it but so i didn't really have any opinion on on them because i didn't know anything about really them. you but didn't know anything at all no never no, really. heard of them never heard the name so do you know like what teams they owned Not at all only through the media okay uh, is it what is the la dodgers yes it was the la dodgers that again, he recently that won a championship just before Right, so with him at With the him helm? as owner. Okay, so that's good news. But it took a lot of years to get there. <laughs> and <laughs> that's one thing I'm going to say. How many years are we talking? I think on seven. If you don't seven. quote me on this now, I think it's seven. Yeah. Okay. But well, he, did, he did do sort of a similar thing. Spent a lot of money. What, early doors? Early doors. And actually through the whole way through. And a lot of long-term contracts. Okay, so it's worked there then. So I, I guess... Looking ahead, it, it's... Well, it def well, def depends what you define as success. One championship in seven years. But <laughs> it's different in American sports, isn't yes. it? Yes, it's a lot different. And it's a bit more random as such as not a one team's going to dominate, especially in baseball, and what one team's going to dominate at all. But even like the way the competitions are set up, mm -hmm. like in English football, you've got the Premier League, you've yeah. got the Carabao Cup, you've got the FA Cup, you've got in Europe... You know, uh, mm. Champions League, Europa, Europa League. Not even going to mention Conference League because that doesn't even. Europa Conference League. <laughs> <laughs> so, but it's different. There's more opportunities to win. Yeah. Uh, and even getting in the top four is nowadays it's like considered a an achievement. Isn't I it? think for me, I was seeing it as like, is this going to be his new toy? And because, like, in America, for example, there's salary caps, there's, like, you know, a bit more random things going on. Like, one team can be last one season, and then the next season they're winning the championship, which generally doesn't happen in the premiership. But I think with him being given the freedom to just spend what he wants and does what he wants, rather than con being constricted to the salary cap, I was more interested to know, where is this going to go? Yeah. Because I think a lot of players signed up to, not the process, another process, but with the whole idea that with Roman, you're signing up to the club. 
and you know what you're getting. There might be a new manager, there might be new, everything might change, but you know what you're getting fundamentally from that club. Yeah. A, a winning mentality. Yeah, success. A pressure to win every year, no matter who the manager is, you know what you're getting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So let's discuss the goingness outs. Do you think they were correct in Lukaku, well, Rudiger, Christensen? Yeah, well, <laughs> Lukaku was just, that was always destined to fail. I mean, we look, at, we look back at it now um, and think, yeah, it's easy for us to say in hindsight, yeah, that was never going to work. But even at the time, it felt like we, we've, we've been down this road already. You but we have, we literally <laughs> have. <laughs> yeah, right, this guy already. And, and just remember, listeners, that he is on loan. So technically, still a Chelsea player. Yeah. So, you know, it, it seemed strange and it seemed a bit, I don't know what's the word, um, seemed a little bit desperate. And, this, and mm. to be fair, when he came in, um, I'm not sure who, whose idea it was because we weren't playing with a big number nine. And it, if you remember when that, yeah. that summer came in, so th we're going back now to what, 20, 2021 now. So just after, after, the, after the Champions, Champions League, League, yeah. And everyone, and me included, and I'm sure you were probably... Well, the whole well. thing was we're one signing away yeah. from winning the league. I genuinely believe that. And what, what game really made me think that was when we played... Arsenal away. It was early on. Yeah. Was it the first game? It no, was uh, Palace. I think it's, yeah, Palace I think, at yeah. home, and we like destroyed them, swatted them aside or whatever. And then we played Arsenal away, um, and we absolutely bullied them. Had a you know really good performance, and Lukaku was just a beast. Mm. And I thought, oh my god, this is it. This is the final piece in the jigsaw. And then we all know how that kind of turned out. It kind of just sort of. He started okay. He's, he was pretty solid. You know what game changed it? What changed the whole vibe of that season was Man City at home. Mm. I think you must have been there. Yes. I wasn't there. You were there. and But I remember watching it. And we would, it went back to, do you remember 2017-18 under Conte? The second yep. season after we won the league. And it kind of went a bit sour. It, yeah, it almost stale. Yeah. That's the word stale, I guess. It went a bit sour. And... Uh, we just sat back. We just sat back and let them take control and dominate the game. And I thought, I, that's when the alarm bells for me started ringing quite early on. Because I was like, hang on a minute. We just spent 100 mil on Lukaku. 100 mil. We're supposed to be, you know, pushing on. We just had the better of Man City. The last season, we beat them in the league. We beat them in the FA Cup. Beat them in the Champions League. Now we've got Lukaku. We should be putting it on, putting it on them. And we just sat back. And so after that, it was just like things just kind of didn't unravel. But it wasn't like that was the moment where I thought you've, you're going to stamp your authority well, on the Premier League. Well, and it make, really make yourself, you know, known. And I think we've got mentioned in the Arsenal game. I think that also was like, yes, this is your time. And I yeah, think yeah. going back to like Drogba's time of like men versus boys yeah. trying to dominate. Power. And I think we were slowly starting to look at that and uh, lose that. And I think also with Rudiger going, yeah, losing the massive. strength. And I was looking at it going, all right, I'm not going to list Barkley or Timo Werner because I think it just had to, it had to happen. So overall, yeah. I'll be honest, I was happy on the outgoings. 
Yeah. You know, going. Rudiger was disappointing. Dis- disappointing. I, I yeah. got it. I, I wasn't like, I know some other fans like took it the wrong way or whatever, but, yeah. um, you know, the, the end of the day, he'd been there for, what, five years? Yes. It's Real Madrid. Real Madrid knocking on the door and um, he's on a free. How can we pay these wages when we literally didn't know if Bowley was going to come in? We didn't even know. Well, that was at the, thing. the time. We didn't know what was going that on. That wasn't a thing. And the th- and the thing is, you know, things happen. Um, players run out of contracts or whatever. So you could look at the board then and say, look, why'd you let his contract run down so much? Mm. Um, but it wasn't. It's a two way thing. Yeah. You know, it's a negotiation. He's getting into what his late twenties. He's approaching. 20, he was twenty nine, I yeah. think, at the time. So he's yeah. looking at it like, well, you know, I've done everything at Chelsea, more or less. He's won Champions League, won the Europa League, all the rest of it. So he's. I, I don't really have an issue with Rudiger leaving. It was disappointing, but obviously going into this season, you only see now. And I think, to but be fair, a fair few people saw it at the time. I yeah. didn't think it was that much of an issue. How would you rank then from A to F? F obviously being bad, A being the most brilliant. Just on the outgoings, just you looking at that before the season walked in, what would you rate it? What, in terms of outgoings? Outgoings. I'm not going to mention the ingoings. Um, See, I would give it a B. Yeah, yeah. A B. I didn't have too many issues Not with really it. too much issues. Lukaku didn't want to be there. No. Rudiger was on a free, is what it is. Mark Cleary got rid of dead wood. Well, oh my God, he's been dead wood for s- since day one. But Werner, it just didn't <laughs> work. <laughs> well, we won't get, that would be another podcast in whole, itself. Yeah, I was going to say. But let's talk about the comings in then. So we've got Sterling, Kubali, um, Kukurella, Fofana who was injured, uh, Bangyang, and also Zachariah as well, on loan. So how would you rate the comings in? Did you feel positive going in? Scattergun. Yeah. That's Desperate. That's That's what I see. That's how it felt at the time, and I still maintain that. Like, it seemed a little bit scattergun, like, in the sense that at the beginning, they were talking about um, Frankie de Jong. Yep. I was excited about that, Mm because I was like, this is what we need to be doing. Don't get a load of players. Just get the ones you need. The right ones. The right ones and spend the money on them. Okay, you might have to pay a pr- uh, premium. But, you know, get get just a few, the ones you need. Don't just well, buy anything. This is anything. to remind you that Cucurella was 60 million and Fofana was 17 million. So uh, we did spend the money. Yeah, I mean, Fofana, uh, he's a good player. What worried me was the the ACLs because no, we bought him while he was injured. Well, yeah. So, but it's yeah. So he's been injured for nearly the whole time. But yep. I think you know he's just coming back now, so he's he's starting to come good. But that was a massive risk. But in general, yeah, looking at them before you saw them, how did you feel? Um, I I thought it was a decent transfer window spent a lot of money but i think they had the right intentions like they were looking at the positions correctly mm-hmm. and saying okay we need a player here we need a player there but you know kukurea that was for me that was ridiculous because one he's never worth 60 million in a million years 70 70 million yep. 69.5 kukurea you you got be kidding me. nope not kidding you well, it's even worse there. Yeah, it's even but, worse. You know, you, when you, especially when you've got uh, Lewis Hall. Yep. 
uh, in the youth team who who played. I remember he played what one FA Cup game yeah. under Lampard. He looked really good. Uh, he was clearly good enough to uh, at least be a backup. I'd be a backup. Um, you had that Ian Matson. I think I'd seen him a couple yep. of times. He looks really good as well. Now he's doing well. I online. think with them, they were very panic buy, and that's the way yeah. I could sum it up. And I think this is now talking about Tuchel. I think he saw that Chilwell can't play a whole season, so I need somebody there who can play at least twenty games. Yeah, I mean, yeah, they had games here and there, they but he's not going to be a start and he's not going to kick off by, oh, I'm not starting, blah, 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 yeah. blah. Yeah, I get it. But, I mean, they had Alonso. And not, they uh, did have Alonso. Alonso took a lot, lot released of stick. On a, released? Released? Yeah, he was released. But, I mean, people gave him a lot of stick, but I always thought he was good. Good I technique. Thought, yep. Used to chip in with a lot of goals. Yeah, a lot, and a lot of assists as well. Um, so I actually quite liked him, but and you've seen now he's doing a really good job for Barca. Yes, he is. So if he's good enough for Barca, are you telling me he's not good enough for Chelsea? Mm. Really? But Emerson as well. Okay, you let him go, so that's fine. But what I'm saying is, you had Alonso. Yeah. You had two youth players who are really good at left back, who could have been good backups or maybe you know interchangeable with Chilwell. And you left the right back position. That's what. That's literally. I was going to raise that question. The right back situation. Yeah. But yet again, that could be another podcast in itself because yeah. it's just it's ridiculous how we didn't replace it. Yeah. So I'm thinking, for me, looking at that, we picked up players that we could get. Yeah, yeah. With a a big enough name, I think I'm mentioning more the Sterlings of the world, the Kulabalis. Barley, we could have got, we should have got five years ago. Yeah, in his peak. In his peak, in his prime. Sterling, why are we getting him now? That was more, again, I think you're right. It's like opportunistic signings. Yeah. And that just screams out to me like, uh, and, it, and it, uh, I don't know if you agree, but Bowley, obviously they didn't, they, they got rid of everybody in terms of in the, the, the hierarchy. They got rid of Marina. Yeah, and Czech. Uh, Czech. I didn't get that. Didn't understand that. Why would you get rid of Czech? Like, surely... And especially, they were Tuchel's sort of guys. Yeah. Like, Tuchel actually had a very good relationship with them. Yeah, like the, the bridge between sort of players and coach... Uh, and the coaching staff and yeah. the board. Yeah. Like, why would... I didn't get that. So, but he got... They, he just decided, and it's not a new thing, I suppose, when a new owner takes over, they want to stamp their authority. They want to do things so their I way. So, I any job. You know yeah. what I mean? They're just yeah, yeah. putting their guys in. Yeah. But the argument I was saying, and we went, and we mentioned it, you know, American sport. So how much do you know about actually the football? Yeah, yeah. And are you listening to just people telling you stuff? Yeah. Rather than you actually knowing? Because I think Roman Abramovich, I mean, I'm going to assume, because he doesn't talk that much. I think you know a bit about football. Yeah, he made some signings that, let's be honest, it was like a kid playing FIFA. Oh, Shevchenko. Oh, we'll have him. <laughs> oh, Torres. He we'll did move away well, from that, though. But he, he did, did yeah. move he, away he, from he, it. He and he started to listen and started to get a team around him that actually knew football. Yeah. And I think that's what's initially just happened now. Yeah. The Sterlings. The, you know, Abang, what? Yeah. No, come on now. Well, Abang, I mean, Sterling, that screams out to me like, you know, uh, another opportunistic signing. Because he wanted I, to leave. Yeah, he wanted to leave. Pep didn't want him. No. Uh, 
Foley maybe heard of him or something. Yeah. That's what it seems That's what it seems like. like. Yeah, that's how it seems like, you know, just a, a player that became available and he thought, well, yeah, he seems good. Played for Man City. Let's get him in. He must be all right kind of thing. So uh, Obama Yang was slightly different because Tuchel knew him from Dortmund and all the rest of it. Mm. But again, it's like, look, you were at Dortmund however many years ago. Obama Yang, since then, he's been... At Arsenal, he got booted out there. Let's face it, he got booted out there for being a pain in the ass. Yep, a diva, so, being yeah. out clubbing and when they're losing. Yeah, yeah. So, and he went to Barca, and he obviously knew his place at Barca. He's yep. probably, you know, over the moon to even be there. Um, so, you know, they should have really left him there. But yep. again, because, well, I'm sure you get onto it on the next point. I think they were a little bit desperate. Yeah. So, what I want to talk about now. Too cool. I know it's a brief, brief period. Too cool preseason to too cool leaving. Now, God, it wasn't that long. Did he know this was coming? That's the question I'm going to give you. I yeah, that's a really good point. To be fair, because he must have. Did he see the squad and just knew this is not going to work? <laughs> I, I was thinking when you said, "Did he know this?" was coming as in like did he know he him being sacked was coming but um yeah in terms of in terms of did he know they were going to be it was going to be a struggle this season he did because he said so he said as much didn't he after yep. that arsenal i mean all of the preseason i watched it on the uh the app you know the chelsea chelsea TV app. plug <laughs> uh, and uh, I was like, I know you can't really judge too much of preseason because it is preseason. People are getting fit and all the rest of it. But I just looked at it. And I was like, I don't like it. I don't like. And it was, it was a hangover from last uh, last season for the last six. Well, even I'd say at least fifty percent of last season. I think fifty percent last season. I think a lot of it grind, got stale, stale and grind, an absolute grind to watch. Um, it wasn't free-flowing, it no. wasn't attacking, um, and then, obviously, you, the season ended. And you Do know, you relate that, though, to them, the, the team and the club, just not knowing what the hell's yeah. going on? Of course. Of course, that must have played a part. Yeah. But then you go into pre-season, and yeah, it's... Fresh? A, it's a, well, it, it, that's the problem. It wasn't fresh, because it was the Bell. same squad <laughs> as the previous season, but a little bit decimated through injuries and all yeah. the rest of it. They got... I think they got Koulibaly and Sterling in whilst they're on preseason. Yep, they kind they of did. added to the squad, but you know when when the Arsenal preseason came happened, they got absolutely. This destroyed. was a four 0 result, and that was terrible. I mean, it was such a bad result and performance. And he came out, didn't he, and said what he said, and said, uh, you know, we're just not. Complete. You're not good enough. We're it's not, not good enough. Able to do. Basically, he said we're not going to do anything nope. with this lot. Exactly. That's basically what he said. And if you look at that, and then you obviously, I don't want to speak too much of what's going to happen this season because you don't know when you're listening. But we can comfortably say Arsenal are having a better season, <laughs> <laughs> and um, we can yeah. comfortably say Chelsea are having a worse season. Wow. And he made that shout in August. Yeah. And he made it. Made a claim in August, and he wasn't happy about Peter Cech leaving. He wasn't about Marina leaving, and the day-to-day -day interaction was increasing. And I think for me, they were setting him up for a fail. You reckon? Yeah. Just asking him to do too much. Yeah, they obviously got him involved in transfers. They were like, right, we've got an excuse now to win over the fans 
to get someone new in by like, well, we let him sign who he wanted. You, and you reckon like yeah, that? Yeah, I'll be honest with you. I put a theory out. They set him up for a foul. Well, maybe they did, but... Not that I, they I, wanted it to fail, no. but if it did fail, they'll be happy. Right, we can switch now without too much controversy. Yeah. I mean, at the time, I thought it was you know, a good thing that they were saying they were going to Tuchel for advice yeah. on players to sign, saying, because that was always a thing, wasn't it? Yeah. Saying, uh, you know, the media and all the experts and all the rest of it on the in the press saying, oh, well, the Chelsea managers don't get to choose their own players. Da, 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 da. And then it turns around in the sense that Bowley is then relying on Tuchel for advice and guidance on transfers. I thought mm. that's a good thing. Yeah. Surely you want the manager to be involved in whoever you're signing. But, but it's that an old school theory now. But then the problem is usually that the way it should work is that, yeah, Tuchel should be involved, but then you need a team of people yeah. with the right contacts, the right connections to make these things happen. And also to give advice to Tuchel to say, look, check the numbers. We've looked at all these players this is, you know, and I think that's key. Knowing and, and he didn't there have were, that. yeah, you didn't have that. Were. You didn't have that. You just had Tuchel, who, you know, and like he said, he's trying to focus on coaching the team and the squad and the players. You need a team of guys who are out there scouting. Well, that's the whole and, point. We have to have the analysis and saying mm. to Tuchel, look, you might like that guy because you saw him a couple of times, but look, let me show you this guy, and let me show you these numbers. Maybe actually he's not as good as you think. Maybe you should try this guy out. Uh, and and you didn't have that. You just had Tuchel, who was caught on the back foot, and Bowley looking to him for guidance because he doesn't know football. Because he doesn't football. know anything. And that's why I mentioned about the American sport thing. Yeah. Is it just going, oh, this guy's good. This guy's rated or good on FIFA. Yeah. This guy's created. You know what I mean? Or this, this, this agent, because you get, I can guarantee you there was a whole bunch of agents. That came to Bowley. Oh, oh, they, oh, they yeah. saw mm. him coming a mile off and they were like, come on, this is our opportunity. He doesn't know anything. Wipe it. Get let's, let's, <laughs> let's get these, let's get all the, our clients in here, see who he's going to take. That's how it seemed anyway. So. All right. So join us in part two where we'll be moving on to Potter's tender. And trusting the process. Boo! And January's transfers. Stay tuned. Hello and welcome back. So, we're going to try and talk a bit about two calls sort of sacking. And then we'll move into Potter. Well, I think we'll do that. So, two calls sacking. Let's be honest. D is it Dynamo Zegref? Dynamo Zagreb, yeah, from Croatian Champions League. Yeah. That, that. Was it after that game? It was after that game. Abanyuang's first game. Yeah. That was dreadful. That was, was the yeah. one of the worst games I think I've ever seen. Yeah, same. Yeah. I, I totally agree. So at the time... It made I sense. I think we were... Both we were too cool out. It. Yeah, we were joking about it at the time. No. It wasn't his... That wasn't when he got sacked, was it? I don't think it was. It was. It was. You need to, you need yeah. to check that. Yeah, I did just check. Yeah, it is. Because I remember, I thought he got sacked after winning against West Ham. No. No, they literally said that he got sacked oh, so after he, that. So he must have beat West Ham. And then. Then, then the Zagreb. Yeah. Okay. So, I mean, to be fair, yeah, at the time. Obviously, you had, and we mentioned it before, that the previous season, 
there was what half the season where it yeah was half the, the season stale stale and grinding but then we could link that to you know sort of the unknown from all the players they didn't even know if they had a job next year yeah yeah but it was going on it was going on it was going that way before it was going that way yeah before that even started that whole like, obviously the the invasion of ukraine from russia um, and then the sanctions, and then Abramovich getting involved, and all the rest of it. That malaise. Even do you remember the Club World Cup? Yes. I thought that was a that was dreadful. That was dreadful. Grind to watch. We took I them mean, to penalties. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but I mean, jeez. Villarreal. I bet everyone don't remember. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, I remember watching it, just thinking, "Oh my god, this is like the least entertaining football I've I've seen." Well, it's funny if you talk about Chelsea's history, which is funny. Chelsea has played, I think, three club, um, sort of like club super cups, like super cups actually. Sorry, super cups, and um, they have been yeah. awful. They played three. The only time they've actually played good was in, I think, after the cup winners' cup. They beat, beat Real Madrid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But then after the that, they got destroyed. My Falcao, just one player. Yeah, uh, for Atletico Madrid. And that then, yeah, the Champions that season. game against Villarreal was so dire, but it was coming. It was coming. First half was okay because I remember ZX scoring a goal and all the rest of it. Then they just sort of sat back and didn't really try. And then Valerio, t- Valerio dominated. Yeah. After, but the do you half. think that was the right the overall talk or thing? Is that the players? Because I think it's the players just wasn't responding. I think it was coming off from, like you've mentioned, the 50%, working its way. Oh, I can't be bothered. Oh, I don't know if I'm going to be here next year. No, but And the then it kept on going. No, but the Super Cup was... The Sorry, the year on before. Yeah. The, the Super Cup was just before they'd signed Lukaku. Yeah, that's right. This is that other thing. Y- yeah, you're getting the time. Sorry, I'm getting the time to me. Yeah, yeah. The, that, that was at the beginning of the season. Mm. And I thought then, I was like... So that's when you're actually, you're putting the d- the downfall from two-course period actually after straight after the Champions yeah, yeah. League. I mean, look, there wasn't a downfall at that time. We did get to a lot of finals. But yeah, 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 it was brilliant. Um, but that game in the Super Cup, I was like, that was a grind. And there was a lot of games throughout that season. And you could put it down to injuries, you can put it down to all sorts. But there was a lot of them games where we were saying, weren't we? And uh, I think a lot of the fans were saying, look, it's too fucking defensive. Yeah, it's there was a lot of passing at the back. Just, it was just too ma- many is it methodical. It, just, it was just so pragmatic. Yeah, 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 yeah. And it was just, it just didn't work. It, it went from being very defensive because we conceded a lot of goals other than Frank Lampard. Yeah, yeah. And it just was had no organised shape. Then you brought the shape back. Yeah. And you thought, right, he's going to move from this shape to be forward. Yeah, a bit more expansive. But he never did. And uh, that's why I always linked um, who is the true Tuchel. Because it's like, right, you see his jobs at Dortmund. You see his jobs at PSG. But he was very fortunate to have these counter-attacking, fast-paced... Well, in PSG, it was more just, they just dominated, let's yeah, be honest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like with Dortmund, it was just bang, goal, bang, goal. But then he could be Premier and just defend the league. PSG, he's probably working with the defenders and just letting, you know, yeah. letting the forwards just run the show. But do you remember with PSG and the way he got to the final when they nearly beat Bayern? Yeah, and they did. Bayern were absolute peak Bayern under Hansi Flick mm. at the time. And they nearly beat them mm. in the final. But he got there by playing counter-attacking football, even yeah. though they had 
and the, all these players and lots of flash players but, but that he he was still like nah we gotta be solid we gotta be pragmatic and we've got some attacking players who are you know gonna make the difference so let's build off that and then when we get the opportunity let's give it to and do you think break, that's so. generally been the Chelsea philosophy far sorry generally since Roman's been around it's counter-attacking dominate sometimes in possession depending on the game but in general, it's built on the back. He had, I mean, I wouldn't say Abramovich. I'm not saying it's he's, he, he made that no, call. No, I was going to say, he definitely didn't. Um, because I think there was a couple of times where he tried to move away from that because he didn't like that. Yeah, even under Jose. Jose, yeah. you know, um, especially in the early years, you know, he was all about being pragmatic and yeah. just results, results, results. And then he tried to move away, Roman tried to move away from that with Scolari. Big Phil. <laughs> that, was I, that, I'm not even not, not even going to talk about it because that <laughs> is literally hundreds of pounds that I've spent in the snow getting kicked out of grounds. Let, we're not going to mention it. <laughs> All right, that's, uh, that's the one for football away. That's the one for football away, days, which we will be talking about. Yeah, yeah. But like, yeah, Ancelotti still. Ancelotti, that was good. But again, it only lasted a year. Only lasted And then year. it went a bit sour because it didn't really work in the second season. But yeah, going back to Tuchel. Tuchel that that super game, that, that uh, sorry, super game, super cup uh, against Villarreal, that made me a little bit. I was a bit confused as to what kind of performance that was. Mm -hmm. Then we did well in the league, but again, what we mentioned before, well, no, we were nearly, we were at nearly, the top. we were there, we were at the top, yeah. And then we played Man City, and we got absolutely owned at yep. the bridge. We lost one nil, but they were all over. They were all over us. We just sat back, and then from there, we, got we to were the on the back. Well, then. But then it, like, it was like we took a massive hit of confidence after just getting done at home, and then we, w and then the rest of the season. Well, those finals, I think they said a lot. Like those finals, like not carbon copied the same game. They were, they almost. were almost the carbon copied the same game. They really were. We just sat back and waited, and yeah, we had chances. Like I, I thought we played well. I thought we did, and I thought like I thought we, we could have. It could have gone either way. I think so. I know yeah. Liverpool fans will argue differently uh, i'd say it was at least 50 percent uh like 50 50 but i think we actually had the better chances and we played well so yeah that that saving grace for tuchel but throughout the season the point is throughout the season at least half the games were a, a fucking grind yep. to watch they weren't entertaining All it right. wasn't going great and then obviously you move into the next season and then we had just a mixed disaster bag. Just, just a I think for me, it wasn't even a mixed bag. It was just a disaster. Well, we had uh, Everton away, first game of the season, yep. one. But that was a grind. That was a penalty. very much grind. That was a penalty. Grind. Penalty yeah. by Jorginho. Then they lost against someone, I don't know, who was Southampton. It was terrible. 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 Absolutely terrible. terrible. And I was in Romania when they lost to Leeds. And again... Oh, God, that was terrible. I remember being in the pub there and there were so many Arsenal and Tottenham fans just cheering that on. And it was, that was, that was, it was the end. It was so obvious the end was yeah, on the wall. I just didn't understand it. I was, I was, you know, I made a point of saying to Adder's dad, my father-in-law, basically, and said, look, come on, let's watch this. It's going to be a nice, easy win here. Mm. Got absolutely done. I mean, the, before they scored, we had like three chances to win easily. Uh, three three chances to score and we would have cruised it but yeah it was just a disaster so after that it was just like this is not 
this is just something's wrong here. Something's really so <laughs> wrong. Let's let's look present day. Yeah, sort of forward, but present day. Potter. Well, yeah. When, what, when he got sacked, yeah. Where? What's your feeling towards it? Now we're gonna observe the whole Potter era. From era, short era. From from the start. Well, you could just say in general. <laughs> well. In I general, mean, in my opinion, it's a disaster and it's failed. Oh, yeah. I mean, completely. At the beginning, it was like you didn't really know what to expect. I mean, in theory, anything could have been an improvement at that point. At that point, yeah. I mean, it was like it, it seemed like it needed a change, but uh, it wasn't, he, he wasn't the answer. No. And I know we're saying this now, and, you know, in the future, we could be literally having another podcast saying how he could be great, but it would be a lot. And we've. Discussed in the past of how it could be a lot. What would take, right? Now, we're talking about Potter. No goals. No striker. No nothing. <laughs> Any positives that you would give? The thing is, the thing is, he started quite fairly well. He did. He did actually start fairly well. He did. But it didn't take long before it started to crumble. crumble. I remember... Uh, what was it, Bright? I can't even remember. There's so many defeats. So many now. bad games. And so, I, many bad games oh, so many bad so games. So many defeats. I'm losing track. But I remember uh, Chelsea going away play. to Brighton. What was the score in the end? 3 0, 4 1, something yeah. like that? You've forgotten. Yeah, because it, it's all a blur. It's all just a disappointing <laughs> blur. Every game I'm turning up at Stamford Bridge now is just, I don't even expect to win. I don't even expect to see a goal. You're losing track of how many. Bad uh, games there were. I actually looked at it just before this podcast of yeah. how many games there were and just zero, zero. <laughs> and it was like, especially, obviously, after the World <laughs> Cup break, it just highlighted. You were like, World Cup break, we get James and Chilwell and then we get all these players back. Yeah, and it's all going to change somehow. And no, it got worse. It got terribly worse. The thing is, right, I look at it like this. Even with some of the injuries they had, and I know this is one of the many excuses that seem to be banded about. Oh, this player's injured, that player's injured. Even with the injuries, Chelsea still had a good squad of players. Yeah. They still had a good selection of players, better than a lot of the teams around them. Like, let's, let's face it, they're 10th in the league. You're telling me, even with a few injuries, Chelsea haven't got a better team and than most of the, team, most of the teams above the, them in the to league? To this day... Come on. I, if you asked me an honest question and said, right, what squad do you want? And you can have either or, and Arsenal yeah, yeah, yeah. or Chelsea. Yeah. I, I still think. Who's you, got the better squad? Chelsea. On paper. Yeah. So, and, and it's better than most teams, and it's better than most teams in Europe, in the world. So you're telling me that you, you can't do better with that squad of players? Now, I know it started quite well which which is another thing i don't I, it's really I strange think well like though, they, they kind I think of it started okay it started okay it yeah w yeah uh, i you know well and okay is kind of similar mm. no in, i, I in wouldn't give you the positive to well's positive okay okay <laughs> <laughs> okay is average but yeah i mean it started okay uh they had a few wins they they did well in the Champions League. You have to say that. Yes, he got that back. Yeah, he got he that back. He did turn that around. Yeah. And I, when when that happened, I was like, you know what? Fair play. Let's was it the Milan game? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Three nil. Um, you know, and he and he did quite well. Then he turned a situation where it looked like we weren't going to get through the group. No. And then because um, it was Salzburg at first, and they they got a draw. They yeah. Really won. 
Um, but then he beat Mil- beat Milan and he beat everybody else. Mm. And it was like, you know what? Actually, fair play. He's done a good job. Let's give him a chance. Let's you know, trust let's, let's the process. <laughs> <laughs> the, the, the famous phrase. But yeah, then since then, it's just gone downhill. Um, and I, I don't know if you want to jump in with any... Yeah, I'll jump in with the stats now. Here we go. So, right. Stato is it. Stat guy here. So we're talking about Arteta, which Potter did mention. Let's compare it, you know, with the whole Amazon documentary. He was going to be sacked and then he pulled it around. I don't know why he brought that up. I don't know why. He's put more pressure on him. So let's go and compare this now. So points per 90, so that points per game, on average, 1.3. So so these stats are from Arteta's first season. First first 28 games, both of them. Right, okay. First both games. So it's it's totally equal. Totally equal. So Arteta, 1.9. So like slightly a bit better, let's be honest. But the key thing that I'm seeing is goals per 90. (laughs) Chelsea, 0.9. Arteta's Arsenal, 1.6. And this is Arteta's Arsenal that are not meant to win anything. Yeah, they weren't good then. No. So goals conceded. On average, Chelsea are conceding one goal. So just put that in perspective. I just said 0.9 scoring, one goal conceded. So on average, you're going to (laughs) lose. And then winning percentage. Arteta was 57%. Potter, 35. I mean... I mean, where are you going with this? Where is the process? Well, what is the process? The thing is, right? I mean, look, you can obviously stats give you a certain yeah, idea. They give you, an idea. Of, they give you a, a a picture of what's happening, the bigger picture, I suppose. But then you got to look at the, the the performances, some of some of the intangibles as well. Like, how are they? How are they playing in a sense that you know? Where's the patterns of play? Where's the cohesion? Where's the, where's the tactical news from the manager? Where, where's the strategy? Where's anything? And there's, they're, completely, there's nothing. <laughs> they're completely devoid of any idea. And that's why, when they're, that's why they're not scoring. Because no one believes in this. You, know, you say trust the process. You can see it in the players and the body language and the way they're even passing the ball to each other. It's not with any conviction. It's not with any direction. Mm-hmm. It's not with any purpose. It's going. It's it's a classic example of going through the motions. That's how it looks. Um, so to me, it's like you've got to look more so. Not only are the stats terrible, which they are, but you've got to look at the performances and the way the players are playing and say, look, they're not actually playing for the manager anymore, and that is more worrying than anything. Well. That's the end of part one in trusting the process. We're going to do another part two as we need to dive into this so much. And I think you agree, Pete. I think we need to vent a little bit more. Vent a lot more. But, you know, anything can happen. Maybe they're going to have a complete upturn in form and it's all going to change. Who knows? We're hoping and we're praying. We don't even... As much as this podcast has seemed like a negative, we're both Chelsea fans and we both want this to work. We just don't see the light. At this no. precise moment, I think we can both agree. Look, just a quick one. I had a phone call with a contractor earlier today at work. And do you know what he said? He said, look, I, I told him about getting tickets offered for the Leeds game. And he said, look, if I was you, I wouldn't get it. And the reason why is because just, it's just not entertaining. No, it's you're not, not going to see a goal. It's, and it's not fun to go anymore. Yeah. It's, it's, not, it's not that, oh, yeah, we only want to see them when they're winning. It's like, 
You want to see your team actually... No, because I've been right? here in the 90s and it wasn't winning. It was a league centre Yeah, but you've got, you got to have something going. You've got to be attacking. You've got to have some personality. And at the moment, they just haven't got it at the moment. So, you know, they, they need to pull something out of the bag. Well, that's it from this episode. Please make sure to subscribe and follow on Spotify. And that's me, Risco Nicely. Hello.